Welcome to the Prepping Patriots Podcast. What's up, everybody? Happy Friday. It's Friday. How's it, going? it seems like the week just flew by this week. I don't know about oh, you, yeah. but man, I was just it's it's Friday already and it just seems like uh every week it just goes by faster and faster you know they say that as you get older time goes by quicker and I'm like I believe that oh boy <laughs> but anyway Friday weekend it's a good day it's a good day good day to do a podcast uh I'm excited uh I read this morning I read this morning before we get into our topic. I read this morning. Did you see that uh, Alec Baldwin got uh, charged with uh, involuntary manslaughter? Yes, I did. Did uh, you see that? So I was just talking to my wife about this yesterday. Um, there is a whole trail of knowledge behind that. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, conspiracy theorists, conspiracy, conspiracy. But uh, um, have you looked into any of that information like who he killed and how her involvement he things. killed a cinematographer and wounded was it the, the director or something like that mm-hmm. and i didn't so i i'm not like i didn't follow this story because i didn't really care about it but i was uh when i read that headline this morning like he got charged he was on a movie set and of of rust of the movie they're shooting of rust and uh the gun went off he pulled the trigger like you know and then he killed the cinematographer and wounded and wounded the the director. And my thought goes to like, okay, well, if you're on a movie set, like movie sets have like these toy guns or, I mean, they're probably real guns. I don't know how they work it, but they make it look real. Yeah. Any, was he in a scene when he pulled the trigger? Like it was in the script or was he messing around during, you know, after a cut and blah, blah, blah. Like I didn't know what was going, like I haven't read all into it. I just saw that he was charged and I read a couple months ago or I saw some things a couple months ago where he did that interview with Stephanopoulos and stuff. I was like, oh, well, we'll see what this, how this turns out. So uh, my question was, and I'm not going to waste a whole ton of time following this story, but my question was like, I wonder if they're charging him to make a statement or if they're trying to, trying to like, I don't know if they're trying to make an example of him. I have no idea. I just saw that this morning. I was like, huh interesting that he got charged with that um but i don't know all the facts about the story so in any case yeah all i know is it was in the middle of a scene uh was supposed to be pulling the trigger and um you know the whole thing was we always have fake guns they're always supposed to be checked multiple times all that kind of stuff um but yeah there's a like a backstory about how it was planted there because the cinematographer was involved in other revealings of information that could be detrimental to others and so that's the that's the back end story so that's all i'll say but it was a pretty um <laughs> the story behind it pretty convincing so you could probably make a movie about about that yeah probably make a movie yeah. about an actor that was shooting a movie that had this had this plot to kill the cinematographer because uh he had dirt on him or something i don't know it's it's crazy what people come up with like with all this stuff. it is yeah it's really crazy what people the come other up thing with. i so. saw yesterday was uh did you see we're approaching the debt ceiling mm. and that we oh, just need to uh yeah oh, we just need to increase it keep on increasing it don't don't worry about the fact that we're just handing out money to every possible person in the world you know we, we can't pay our bills but it's okay just keep 
raising the debt ceiling. It'd be good. <laughs> well, our whole economy is is a debt-based economy. So yeah. if they don't raise and this conversation comes up every what every year and a half yeah. or two years yep. or whenever they do that. They, it comes up with the debt and debt and it becomes a big, you know, news cycle where, oh my gosh, if like if they don't raise the debt ceiling, the economy is gonna crash and, and mm-hmm. we're gonna go back to X line. And it's like, okay, well, you know that they will they'll end up raising the debt ceiling. Oh yeah. What's gonna happen is, you know, they're gonna play it out. They're gonna make all kinds of back end deals about, you know, give my project funding here, blah, blah, blah. But they'll end up raising it. I mean, the mm-hmm. stock market may take some hits because it's preparing for what if they don't, but it it'll it, it's just the same cycle every time. So I'm not like you know, when I got into prepping, um, I, I wasn't, pre- you know, a lot of people you watched, I started watching, you know, you watch those doomsday preppers, uh, mm-hmm. prepping the channels. And a lot of people are like, yeah, the TV show, which is really entertaining. Um, I, and people, people would I like actually watch for- it when I'm doing my preps, when I'm doing like my food preps and I'm just sitting or I'm like making some fire starters or something like that. I'll put that on the TV. It's just fun there to watch. Some, <laughs> there were some gold nuggets in those episodes. Like some, a yeah. lot of these people are, are, are kind of crazy. Um, mm-hmm. but there are some, there are some gold nuggets in, in those episodes. Um, so, um, but yeah, so you watch, you watch doomsday preppers and where was I going with that? I don't know. Cause I got a Slack message in my ear right now oh, and it gosh. threw me off in any case, in any case. Um, yeah. So what I think we talked about a little bit on Wednesday, we went into, um, um, developing habits and things like that. And I think, you know, starting out, this is Friday. We did start, we did talk about like potentially starting a little mini series on like the different areas of prepping mm-hmm. um, and the different types of things that we use, what we're doing for certain areas like gardening and how we, how we prepping on the medical side and how we prepping on the food side and water and electricity and all that other stuff. But I think it, it might be good to go back to, kind of back to the roots of why we do this. And I talked about this a lot in episode like one of the pre-launch way back. I think it was last October, but it was just me. And I didn't have you here to like comment and set the (laughs) record straight because there were some things that I said that were kind of inaccurate as far as dates go. And I'm like, okay, maybe it's, it's 2023. We're in January before we start like going down this long year of talking about prepping I think it'd be good to have a, a solid episode that people can go back to to understand why why we prep and what are the things that we're preparing for because a lot of people prepare for different reasons. Some people, oh, that's where I was going with the doomsday prepper thing. A lot of the doomsday preppers were preparing for like uh, the financial collapse of the entire world, right? And that's yep. why they're prepping and building underground bunkers and things like that. So there's those types of preps. There's people that prep for like the a fault line the going bio, under or yeah, the fault line going yeah. under or, or, or um, what's that place? Yellowstone, you know, blowing yep. up or uh, some new epi- uh, pandemic that, you know, takes out the world. And so people Bio-com- prep for different yeah. reasons and the reason, you know, getting into the reasons why we prep, mm-hmm. we're prepping around this really specific thing. Um, mm-hmm. And that specific thing kind of we're if you prep for this specific thing that we'll get into, um, you're, you're pretty much prepping for everything else, uh, with some, yeah. maybe slight modifications, but if you prep for what we're prepping for, you're prepping, you can, you'll, you'll be, you, you'll survive everything else. If everything else, anything else other than what we prep for, like 
comes, right? So mm -hmm. I wanted to get into that a little bit on on what specific event and why why we feel and why we are so like sold and believe like to our cores that this event is going to happen within our lifetime and kind of getting to the getting into that why we do that and <clears throat> maybe a little bit of factual things but just giving people just a 30,000 foot view synopsis of of why we prep so i kind of explained it in pre-launch episode 1 so I would really like like your commentary a lot on Definitely. why we're doing what we're doing and I'll jump in <laughs> here and there, but yeah. So that's, I guess we'll start there. What do mm -hmm. we prep for? We are prepping for a cycle that takes place in our minds. And from what we've seen and looking through scientific data, a 12,000 year cycle where the earth kind of flips, the poles change. Um, this is where usually the sun activity starts ramping up. And that's when, so if you look out there today, you'll see a lot more solar flares happening, a lot more, um, or solar activity in general. And so the, the idea is that every 12,000 years, we basically have a restart, a restart of life. Things move, they shift, um, there's the prediction that when this solar flare kicks off, um, things will start warming up. The crust will start to break away uh, from the core. And that's when things will shift around. So, like, for example, Greenland, where it's located today, will actually shift south because it actually used to belong closer towards our equator today. And... Um, there's a lot of evidence for that. There was actually um, dating back to, uh, let's see here, 19, oh, it goes I know back it was like, yeah, pre-1940s. There's like a lot of, a lot of um, exploration took place. A lot of this research took place. And I know it came up to about like 1960 range um, when a specific person, uh, Hapgood, uh, was part of the CIA um, that's when basically took that information and was like, nope, it's, and flipped the information to make it seem like that's not going to happen. That's all fake information. Um, but there are a lot of details out there that, you know, as archeologists, scientists are moving out to Greenland and digging around, they're finding bones of creatures that are normally around the warmer regions. <laughs> so, but, uh, anyways, that shift happens, big tidal wave goes across the lands, uh, basically wipes everything out. People are in, um, were found to be inside of mountains and that kind of stuff to kind of cover from it. And um, yeah, so no technology. So that's what we're prepping for is from the aspect of a restart to the world. Is that a good way to phrase it uh, from a commentary perspective? Yeah, um, a restart of no the world, technology. I guess. Definitely no technology. Uh, basically taking back to the Stone Age, Bronze Age um, time frame. Uh, okay. You phrase it much better than I do. You tell a much better story. I'm <laughs> but Yeah, but in my in my storytelling, like you're the facts guy. 
because I can't remember I, anything. Like, I'm glad you brought up Charles Hapgood because I'm like, oh, what the heck was that dude's name? Yeah, that was well. in the CIA that covered like was covering all this stuff up way back when. And to remind everybody, like, none of this is really conspiracy theory. Like, this isn't a theory. Like, this is documented. This happens. There's declassified mm-hmm. documentation and all this stuff. Um, you don't hear about. You don't hear about in the mainstream media. You don't hear about any of this. You don't hear about. No. You may hear little bit about the sun and you know the solar maximums but not not like you should like because we don't even le- we don't even learn it in our history classes i mean no nothing about like the late 1940s when um what was his name i think it was major white uh when he went to um the arctic uh to go discover that it was during the whole we want to discover what's up there um, so that Russia doesn't get the land, you know, that whole fight between is this Russian part of continent or is it, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, whatever. So, I mean, that all, it's all going back many, many years. So, um, I need to, I need, I need to, yeah, close you, you got to silence that slack. <laughs> Just I need to <laughs> silence that slack, man. Do not disturb people. I'm in, I'm in a podcast. Don't you understand? Work comes, this comes before work. But the solar, I? I mean, the solar activity is a big one for us, um, whether it's we get to the 12,000 year cycle, which is expected to happen in our lifetime. Um, I think the current projection is around 20. What was it now? 2026 at the earliest. Uh, well, according to Ben, Ben Davidson, suspicious observer who we follow and get mm-hmm. a lot of our intel from um, just some he's a he's a scientist uh, that you know, post a lot of YouTube videos on this stuff. He's one of the ones that's like trying to um, educate people and inform people what's going on. But he says that the first, like it's already the, the first part of this has already started and it kicked off back in the Carrington event. Mm -hmm. Um, And with the sun uh, coming into solar maximum, whatever the term is for the the sun's basically around this time is going to be more active. And we've already seen that. Like, um just in the last week we've had like what six seven m-class flares shoot off mm-hmm. at us right that that we're earth facing um he his timeline is like the solar kill shot as he mentions it that takes out all of technology um happens somewhere between the 2020s and the 2030s at least that's what he that's what his kind of time box is there's really no way to predict predict it down to right pre- predict it down to a year so if you guys see anything that says oh the sun's gonna kill us in 47 days it's like okay just bypass that just and there's bypass that there's been a lot of those individuals as well like they give you an exact date <laughs> the the world yeah. is gonna end on this specific date um, yeah that's clickbait that's clickbait yeah, people don't yeah. don't do that um all we yeah, know is it's gonna be the, the coming decades coming yeah decades. it's gonna be in the that's coming decade um because the evidence around that supports that is the Earth's magnetic field is weakening. And we know that the Earth's magnetic field is the kind of protective shell that shields the Earth from these big solar flares. Um, Coronal mass because, ejections for. Yeah, for from the CMEs and stuff. Because you have to understand what, what's involved in a solar flare. To put it in a basic principle, there's a lot of electricity, static electric. There's it has it's, it's an electrical uh, event in nature, right? So it's kind of like um, this is probably a horrible analogy, but you know the sockets on your wall. If you have a little baby, you put like those little plastic things in, 
Um, so the baby doesn't stick its finger in and shock it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of like what the Earth's magnetic field is. It's like that little plastic thing you stick in the socket. So when the sun like blows out all of its uh, energy at us, like it goes around us, right? That has been weakening for a while now. Yeah. And which means that, you know, back in the Carrington event, 18, finish the date for me. September 1st to the second of 1859 okay back in 1859 the earth's magnetic field was a lot stronger and there was an x i think it was an x40 flare which is a really really big one right that Mm -hmm. was a huge one that overcame this really strong magnetic field of the earth and wiped out the telegraph system like wiped it out burned the wires and everything didn't affect Mm -hmm. the humans like this isn't something like we will bake from the inside out but technology anything with like wires and certain conductive things in it uh end up getting a surge of of electricity and they end up frying so but back in that time the telegraph was the big technological marvel it wasn't something like we weren't a technologically driven society back then now the earth's magnetic field has been weakening and weakening and weakening so it won't take an x40 class flare to take us out um, it may only take an X three and there's been a couple X class flares in the last year that have gone off <clears throat> on the sun. Luckily they weren't earth facing, but my point is that it may not take the big flare to take out technology. It could even be a number of smaller flares in succession that mm-hmm. are, are hitting the earth boom after boom i mean we had this week like six or seven of them that have popped off that have been earth facing yesterday funny story yesterday um it wasn't in wisconsin here um it wasn't snowing it wasn't raining like it was just a gloomy day and i was in a meeting and my my power went out and my phone was on like you know this screen right here and it was just coincidence at the exact time like the power went out my phone screen went black so uh. i'm like holy crap is this it like because nothing was going on outside <laughs> the weather wasn't you know there it wasn't windy or anything so i'm like oh my gosh is this, is this it because the lights flickered they didn't just go out like it would do probably what it would probably do during if they flickered and then everything went down and then my phone screen went black um and i was like oh my gosh and it came back up right away but there's that moment of like two or three seconds where i was like holy crap is this it because it's gonna happen like when it happens it's not gonna announce itself it's just gonna right you know well and and that's the other thing to keep in mind that how are you going to get those communications? You know, today we're kind of informed, oh, keep track of your phones or watch your TVs to to get notified of any kind of issues. Not a lot of people are listening to their radios anymore. People are listening to right. Bluetooth, they're listening to, um, you know, Sirius XM on the radio, that kind of stuff. So radio is not really being used. TV is not really being used. Nobody wants to watch all the media events today and the politics and all that kind of crap. So yeah. How are you even going to be notified of a scenario, you know, whether it's a solar flare or a um, medical outbreak or a whatever, if you have minutes to react, yeah, <laughs> uh, that's yeah. just not something that you're going to be able to do. Usually you're inside of a meeting or you're running an errand or whatever the case may be. Um, so something else to keep in mind is just like how you how you're going to get that important information quickly to be able to react quickly. So. And where are you getting that from? Because, you know, you can't count on the, I, I don't think my theory is if even like, unless it's like a huge, like 
X40 class, the largest solar flare ever, is Earth direct facing, the sun goes off. I don't think we're going to get informed by the government no. at all. Like, you know, the whole emergency broadcast. I don't think that's going to happen. What's the so name where of the, are you uh, consuming your information from? Exactly. And what's the name of that um, series, uh, movie, Don't Look Up or something like that, on Netflix? If you haven't seen that, that is a prime example of today's... Oh, you're giving me the look like you have no clue what I'm talking about. Okay, I have no clue what you're talking about. Oh my up. gosh. Yes. Look on Netflix. There is a movie called Don't Look Up and it is, it's got Leonardo DiCaprio. It's got, um, uh, what's her name from Hunger Games? I always forget her name. Um, she's really oh yeah. Good though. Um, yeah. Jennifer Lawrence and, Katniss um, Everdeen? The whole, <laughs> Katniss Everdeen. Yeah. The whole idea is there is an asteroid heading towards us. Okay. It is in a direct path. We've reran the numbers countless times. It is coming at us. Two scientists find out. They go to tell everybody. Media plays it off. They're psychotic. They're crazy. The government's like, no, nah, it's not going to happen. They're basically like everybody's telling them, don't worry about it. Continue life. We're not going to alarm everybody because it's going to cause panic and all the stores are going to get broken into and just things are going to go bad. And then it comes down to like the last month and everybody's seeing this big hurling ball of fire heading towards them and they're like well this is getting a little scary and then you get the media saying no don't worry about it it's okay but it is perfectly representing our culture and way of life today as a society as a human body expecting you know the government will save us the government you know they're here to help (laughs) so uh just you should definitely watch that movie it's a fantastic watch um but to my point, or you know, to the point of how are you going to hear that information? Even, even if they do know the information, you're probably not going to hear about it. They're probably not going to talk about it. It's going to be against the mindset or agenda or whatever the case may be. And then at that point, yeah. it's going to be too late. So yeah, it's, it's going to be too late. The best representation from if, now that we're trying to to give movie analogies here, yeah. um, it's not a movie, but it's a it's a it's a show. You can watch it. I believe it's on Netflix and probably Prime. And I just ended up watching the, I just binge watched it a couple months ago, uh, the, the show called Revolution. Yes. Oh, man. You know, which is a good show. I mean, it was, it's, I think it's a good depiction of, of how society may or may not be. But what Revolution is, um, the premise of it is that um, there is no, all of technology has ceased to operate in the world. And it's not because of a solar flare, but it's because exactly. of, uh, it's because of a, um, human technology um, little yeah, a, a nano guy. a nanobot or something or something like that it's 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 written really really well but the premise of is there's no electricity on earth so it kind of mm-hmm. goes through that um the story of this girl who's you know they're living on a they're living on they're surviving on this like you know cul-de-sac. homestead town <laughs> yeah this is a cul-de-sac and and it kind of goes through this whole storyline it's really entertaining really good um so i watched that and watching that gives like there's a lot of good things in that show that I'm like, Oh, got to think about this and this and this and Oh, what's going to happen with this. So I, I think from the aspect of, of what happens when the solar kill shot comes here, cause that's just like the first thing. I mean, you kind of hit on it a little bit in your, in your, in your pre-description, like the solar kill shots, like the first thing that happens in this whole 12,000 year cycle mm-hmm. event, like this whole event takes a few years to like, 
all unfold and all that because yeah. there's more things to come after that. I'm only really focusing on the first one because when I start getting my thoughts into like the second, third and third mm-hmm. one, especially like the, you know, um, well, what's it? The 2012 it, movie that, that whole thing. Yes, um, I was just about to I, say, I don't really talk you- about that a whole lot because when I talk about that to people, like they're already overwhelmed with like this guy thinks like the, the sun is going to kill us or or kill our technology. And then, oh, wait, it's not over yet. We still have more things. The magnetic, yeah. the, the poles flipping and like the crust unlocking the, the, and all this, the, all this a micro nova. What the heck is that? And you know, yeah, the water levels people. are going to start rising. The, yeah. you know, giant uh, tidal wave that, you know. But that happens years after years that after. happens years after the mic, the, the, uh, the solar kill shot. So the solar kill shot gets us. And those of us who have prepared and understand, like there's going to be survivors, right? So we're mm-hmm. just now going to get in the groove of surviving with no technology. And then this stuff is going to, and then more stuff is going to happen. And we're, we're yep. just, you know, we're already a beat dog as far as society. We're just going to get beat down even more, but it's that first one that I kind of like really kind of tell people, and inform people like I was talking with my sister-in-law about this and trying to explain like the solar kill shot and kind of all this stuff <clears throat> and trying to use words like not using solar kill solar shot, kill shot <laughs> yeah. um because it sounds really dark um but just trying to educate her on the sun like the sun is the driving force of like everything that happens on earth from a climate perspective from like there's nature, all kinds animals, of things like nature animals and- like migration all that stuff can be tied back to the sun scientifically can be tied back to the sun this Mm -hmm. whole thing about i don't want to get into a climate change talk or a debate or anything like that but if you guys want to know where i sit on climate change personally like for me if if you think that the entire globe is warming because of the exhaust systems in our fuel and cow farts like yeah no i i can't I will never get behind that. But what makes more sense to me is the sun as the sun is doing its thing and becoming active and all this whole scientific mumbo jumbo that, that, that I'm trying to consume and understand makes sense in my head. Like Mm -hmm. this makes the whole warming of the planet and the weather changing and all that. It, that makes more sense to me than Cal farts. Yeah. Especially since I understand the, idea of reducing and all that kind of stuff but it doesn't really help when you've got other countries like china just pumping it out like when there's no way that like there's no possible plan of stopping or reducing in any possible way i you know eliminating cow farts compared to the other big major contributors kind of null and void from that aspect but yeah and i stay away from this debate because there is those people that are like what about the scientists that have done studies on greenhouse gases and all that it's like okay again it's one of those debates where if you get into some if you get into a debate like this with somebody from the opposite side it's one of those debates that nobody wins like you're not Mm going to convince the other person so i'm not even going to have the debate i know your opinion you know my opinion let's just shake hands part ways we could still be friends we'll just we'll never talk about this to each other because (laughs) You know, uh, it, it's stuff like that. It's it's you know, I don't want to call those people naive. I don't want to like segregate those people as naive or anything like that. But from my yeah. perspective, what I believe is like the sun is the driving force. So when you hear things about um, it kicking off a solar flare with a CME that takes out all of technology, that to me in my head makes a lot more sense because the sun has been around for a long time and it does things that um, 
<laughs> we have no control over. And I think that's part of why society, a lot of people maybe can't accept this stuff because we don't have control over the sun. We potentially can have control over climate change um, because we can put in laws and legislation stuff that kind of limits like, hey, you know, I can't, you know, I'm California and I can't build any more gas, stage, gas stations because of climate change. Like that's stuff we have control over as a society because we could pass things that, 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 that potentially are helping and it makes us feel good. But the sun, we can't do a darn thing about that thing. It's just going to do what it wants to do. So that's, that's kind of where we're at. So you have a video. What is this? Yeah. So going back to your point about how the magnetism is altered, how animals, migrations, all that kind of stuff is affected. These events are happening nonstop around us that unless it's like brought up to you on social media or brought up to, to you on, you know, the news channel, you're not going to know about it unless you're following it somewhere else. But um, here's an example of hundreds of birds in flight, just dropping. And this Whoa. is tied. This is tied to, I mean, I think on this day at this certain time is when that solar flare was hitting our earth and that magnetism just faded uh, so you can see normally birds are all flying in formation together and that kind of stuff. They all just fell from the sky. But what they're being said, what's being said on the media is, oh, it's because of toxic fumes. It's because of, you know, they were electrocuted. I'm sorry. There's no what? electrical lines anywhere here. There's no fume. Like you don't see the city being surrounded in gas. I don't see how even. Even if it was gas or something like that, you're not. It's something that takes time to consume and that kind of stuff. But when you have hundreds of birds just instantly dropping from the sky, that's a different issue. So, yeah, there's, for there's those an example. For those of you listening who can't see what I'm seeing right now, it's not just like a couple birds falling from the sky. Like, you know, the movie, uh, The Core, it's an old movie by The Core. And the opening scene of The oh, Core yeah. was birds like Gosh, in England fall and hitting things and because they couldn't navigate or whatever but this this scene that i just watched was literally just imagine uh, the front of your house and like this cloud of birds just dropping that's what i just watched and and you said that was kind of around the time where we had a, uh, a flare yes. impact on earth uh so the, I, before you get to that what ahead. happens with a flare impact on earth is when when flares impact earth not all of them are going, to, are going to affect the electrical grid, right? But there's a lot of things that they do affect. Like you hear about radio blackouts and things like that. There's a lot of things that are affected by solar flares all the time. Lost communications, GPSs, you know, go in, go, go down for uh, a little bit and, and then they come back up. It's not something that we see or even hear about because it's a normal thing with flares. So just, just so you know, when a flare hits, things do happen. We just can't see them and they don't impact us. Um, the, the smaller ones. So, but the birds thing, if that happened around the same time as that, the last flare hit us. Yes. Uh, that makes sense that that would happen because uh, what happens with the solar flare? There's a bunch of electromagnetism, like birds navigate through that stuff and they just like, wow, that was, that was a, I thought when I saw the title of that hundreds of birds, there'd be like, you know, maybe, a couple, you know, a couple that no. drop out from the sky, which no. may lend to like oh, the whole cloud and electric, but that was like a cloud of birds. Yeah, that took so a that was brain. that's a scenario. The other scenario right now is uh, lightning going from the ground up into the sky. Yeah, induction. So, yes, uh, 
it is a real thing. It's scary yeah. as can be. Like you would think you're in the movie 2012 or, <clears throat> or not 2012. What's the other one with um, Tom Cruise and the aliens going into the ground or, you know, the, the lightning oh, bolts or whatever. Da- uh, you know what um, not the day after tomorrow. Um, no, um, it is. Yeah. Day after tomorrow. That's not no, Tom no, no, Cruise. It's not. It's... No, it's not. No, it's not. Uh, War of the Worlds. War of the Worlds. That's it. Okay. Yeah. yeah War of the so, Worlds. But anyways, when you see lightning coming up from the ground, you're like, what's happening? Because that's not normal, you know, but no, these kind of not. events are happening a lot. Like this was um, eight months ago, nine months ago. Yeah. Um, like this can all be tied to, um, you know, they say the climate disaster. Right. And they're tying it to climate change. But the climate, nobody I don't think anybody's arguing that the climate is changing. It, it's yeah. changing like it is. But I think the cause of these things, that's where the debate comes in. So mm-hmm. we're in the, one of the warmest winters like in a long yeah. time like i'm in wisconsin and it's january there should be like constant snow on the ground right now and it's been rainy it's been this weather has fluctuated in the past month it's gone from like 10 degrees up to 43 degrees i think like in just like just in january so it, it, we're in a warm spell all of the storms that are slamming into the west coast right now because of the jet stream isn't doing its normal wavy line thing. It's like a straight jet stream right now. And it's built, it just builds up storm after storm after storm. Um, Those are things, videos like that, where you see lightning shooting up from the ground. And that's because it's not because when lightning normally strikes, there's electronic particles in the air that lightning um, grabs onto and, and hits the ground because the ground in electricity is a grounding point. It's a, it's a, it's an out for, for, for electricity to be grounded to the earth. This is induction where there's, all kinds of electron electrical particles in the ground mm-hmm. that are used that are firing upwards. And that to me, I have to do a little bit more research, but for me, that sounds like that's more of like the earth's core. Like there's more electric, like elect, electronic particles, like actually in the earth that are building and building and building and then releasing out the ground, which is what happens when, well, it, that's what will happen after the solar kill shot. We start getting into like the micronova and all that stuff. I mean, that's the type of things that's that, that, that will happen. But the fact that it's happening now tells you that like there's things that are changing. Right. And all these, mm-hmm. all these weather events that are changing, if you really look into them and you, and you look past, like, I don't want to say the facade, but if you look past all the talks about climate change and climate disaster and cow farts and, all that stuff. If you look past that and just try to look at the data of like, okay, how does how does lightning work and what drives lightning and what drives weather? Like just a simple question of what drives the weather. Eventually you're gonna get to some scientific paper that leads to the sun. Eventually you'll yeah. get there. Um, you'll get educated along the way uh, about cold fronts and low pressure systems and all that stuff. But eventually you're gonna get to the sun like drives our weather. It does. And the fact that it's changing, it, all lends to the supporting hypotheses of at some point the sun is going to release enough energy to take out charge the earth with enough particles and enough to take out electricity and take out microchips and take out technology. And when that happens, because I firmly believe, I mean, I'm a pretty down to earth guy. Like I'm pretty down to earth when, and I believe this will happen. And I have an electronics background. Um, yeah, I went we, to school we for work it. in the technology space, and we know we work in the technology space. We're not, we're not, 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 not knocking like 
the, the farmers or anything like that, but we're not just like, we have, we work in technology. So we understand how it works when this happens. Like now I want to get into, okay, Cameron and JT, you've talked to me about this. Okay. This, the sun's going to release something that's going to take off technology. Maybe that's what that, maybe that's all somebody takes away from this. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Like, what does that mean? Yeah. Cause people like the thought, like people don't have these thought experiments. Like imagine when that happens, you wake up or you're, you're sitting at work or you're at your desk or whatever. And the power goes out. And at first you're like, okay, the power went out. It happens. It'll come back on. But then you're like, let me go, let me go grab my phone and, and put this, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to post this on Instagram. Oh, my power's out, you know, because we post Mm -hmm. our lives on social media, but that doesn't work either. And you're, you're looking at your phone. You're like, what the heck? This don't work. You grab your iPad. It doesn't work. Um, and now you're like, what now you're, there's confusion on what's going on. Um, because obviously nothing works for fridge and freezer. Like your brain isn't thinking about at the time that's happening. It's not thinking about, oh crap, like this isn't coming back on. I need to, I need to like put in my act, put an, put some kind of action to this. Yeah. Imagine, my imagine question, being in a city and looking outside to seeing no cars working or something like that. Yeah. No cars working at all. <laughs> like like uh, everything's stopped. So there's not only are there no cars working, but when it happens, like there's accidents and you know, things mm-hmm. like that, there's, there's mass confusion. Okay. So confusion is, is the first thing that happens. Well, then confusion becomes like fear and fear becomes panic. And the people that are in the cities maybe commute back and forth to work or whatever. Like how long do you think it's going to take for panic to start ensuing? Like I, I think about this a lot. Like if I'm not in, if, if I'm, traveling to a remote area, if I'm going up north or four up north, um, you know, at her parents' house or something, um, could I navigate home without a GPS? Like just a simple thing like Google maps or your, or Apple maps, like we all GPS ourselves wherever we need to go. Well, if I don't have GPS and I'm in a location that I'm not too familiar with, so I don't know the roads, how am I going to be able to make it back home? Like, when do you make that determination that this is serious um, and panic starts happening? Four hours, 12 hours, 24 hours. My guess is 24 hours before like it really starts getting bad. Yeah. And and I believe I brought that up on one of the first podcasts and our like pre podcast is uh, timeframes. Um, there's a lot of people that have done seen these type of events happen might not be like your power all goes out but like after a major weather event a hurricane ripped through a tornado went through it's basically like your first 24 hours after said event takes place is the time to get where you need to go grab what you need to grab but it's usually that like 48 hour mark is where like chaos starts erupting there's a lot of um smarter people out there that have done these calculations and they've done the come up with the general time frames on what's going to go first, what you should focus on, what you should prioritize on. And that's something we have that from, um, is that city prepping? Yeah. yeah city I think prepping. it's city prepping. He did a really, really great job about listing all of that out. Um, because that's one of, you know, one of the components of prepping is being ready for any kind of scenario. And so called that out on, here's the scenario you're going to run into. Um, here's what won't be working anymore. Here's, Here's what is only available for a certain amount of time. Um, yeah. So that might be something um, we really need to get more 
documents out there, more details out there. I, I want to like, I've got all of these on me, like in my own Google drive and that kind of stuff, but I need to start posting some stuff out there. So maybe we'll put that on like Facebook. We could put it in the, or something like we that. Put in the or, well, we, we could put it in the show notes. That, okay, that comes up. Let's on do that. I'm going to, we're going to we do that this week. We'll put all this stuff in the show notes. Um, but my, uh, most people aren't, don't have a clue. Mm-hmm. Like if this happens, most people, a lot of people don't have a clue of what's going on because you have to remember people when it happens and when things go out, it's not coming back on anytime soon within our lifetimes. I mean, we get literally ejected from our technologically marveled age back to like the, the stone bronze the, age. Yeah. The bronze Before, age. Right. Yeah. Um, cause you need, you know, cause people, when I, when I say that to people, it's not coming back on, they're like, well, they'll just build new transformers. I'm like, well, how are they going to build transformers in the factory? Well, what does the factory need to build these transformers? It needs power. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Well, they'll just have generators. Well, what does the generators need? They need fuel. How do you get the fuel, uh, through a tank? Well, how do you get it out of the tank? You got to pump like all these different things. Like everything relies on electricity just to make and- the basic materials. And skills. That's the other yeah. major component that nobody thinks of. We have utilized so much technology to grow us to where we're at today. We don't like I, I have a feeling that American made mindset that we used to have about like how we build everything ourselves. A lot of people don't have that mindset anymore. That's completely gone. Right. They don't they use technology to build stuff. We use 3D printers. We use, you know, machines that are specifically designed to do blank for us. If now you had to say, okay, now build we're getting blank. into AI and all that stuff. So we're just progressing yeah. forward with techn- more and more and more dependency on technology to do, to do tasks for us, mm-hmm. whether that's simple tasks, like, you know, Alexa set an alarm for five, 5 PM, like that kind of task uh, versus just looking at your watch or, or down to like the, the Amazon fulfillment centers are using robots to do sorting and picking mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Less and less human beings are, are doing jobs like that, that a robot can. So that's, I don't want to get into the whole robots taking our jobs jobs discussion, no, no. but the point is, is that we're getting more and more reliant on technology um, because technology isn't a bad thing. I mean, we work in tech. I love tech. Great. You know, I love yeah. doing stuff. It's 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 awesome. Um, it's great. But imagine if you don't have that anymore, and that's what's going to happen during this this solar this this solar event that's going to eventually come our way. Um, what do you do if there is no technology? How do you survive? Because you can't just go to the Sendex anymore and go get your, go get your groceries because that's going to be gone within three days of this event. Mm-hmm. And the average American only keeps three, four days worth of food in their house. So as we go through this, and this is the whole point of this discussion was to kind of give you guys an idea of like what, why we do it, what event we are preparing for so that you guys can listen to it and understand where we're coming from in future in future episodes cuz now we'll start getting into starting on Monday we'll start getting into okay what are the things i need to do like what what are the things i need to be thinking about before i even take action you mm-hmm. should educate what are the things i need to educate myself on you know and some of the things that come to mind off the top of my head is okay just walk through the scenario walk through the scenario if, if i don't have power for let's just don't even say forever let's just say okay if the power went out for a week because this is what got me into prepping. I won't go into the story. Um, I lost power for a week in, in when I was in Michigan, and it was just a nightmare. Um, but it, go through that scenario where, what if I lost power for a week? How would I, what would I do? Well, let's just mm-hmm. say I was snowed in. I couldn't go anywhere. Here's Yeah, here's the thought experiment. Snowed in. 
I can't get out of my driveway to go to the grocery store. I can't do anything. Like I'm stuck yep. at my house for some reason with no power. Um, what am I going to do? What are the things I need to think about depending on the season or in winter? Okay. I need to stay warm. What about, what do I have that will keep me warm? I got sweaters and blankets and things like that. Do you have propane heaters that you could potentially use? What do I have in terms of like the most important things like water and food? Do you, do you have like, if you're on city water, that's not going to work. So how do you have some extra jugs of water stored up? How much food do you have in the fridge you know, to you know, what are the action steps you need to take? If I got food in the freezer, it's wintertime. You might be able to put that outside in a cooler and keep it cool. But those are things just you should think about in this kind of fictitious scenario where you're stuck at home for a week with no power. And then you could start drumming up a list of like, okay, this, and it's going to start training your brain on how to think like, like a prepper mm -hmm. really thinks um, coming up with backup systems and things like that. Cause in, in, in like for me, two is one and one is none. Um, that's kind of yep. how I always, always have a backup. Like, so train, I mean, when, when I say we're going to start talking really about prepping almost back to the basics, it's even back to like how to train your mind to mm -hmm. think about preparedness and what it means and all the stuff that goes along with, with it. And then we can get into like, Oh, here's this gear and this gear and this thing and have this much, you know, spaghetti on hand and, and we'll start getting into freeze drying food and, and, you know, don't go out and buy a freeze dryer tomorrow. You know, just don't do that. You need to, you need to get educated on, on, on this stuff. So that's, there's, there's my speech. There's my sales speech. That was good. Uh, and one last thing, um, even if it's not a scenario, like, you know, one week without power, look at your day-to-day -day routine. We just talked about your habits. We just talked yeah. about that in the last podcast. Look at going through your day. What does it consist of and how would that be impacted if you don't have technology? So like if you want to take a shower in the morning, okay, if you drink coffee first thing in the morning, you have coffee beans, okay, how are you going to grind those coffee beans? <laughs> do you have something manual yeah. or do you have something electric? Yeah. But walk through those things. That's when you start getting into products like water filtration or, you know, all the different cool products that they have out there for doing different components or doing different processes or things. So, yeah. And, and, um, this is also like getting into the prepared, having a prepared mind, um, and thinking about like, things that you want to stockpile or things that you want to prepare for, you know, understand that there's a lot of benefits to that type of lifestyle and that kind of thought lifestyle. Um, if I can coin that term thought lifestyle, mm -hmm. because even though like Cam and I are, are, are preparing for this, this solar event that's going to happen within the next decade, <clears throat> um, it's very beneficial to have this kind of thought thought process because depending on where you live in the country or in the world, you know, certain, certain areas have natural disasters that happen, tornadoes, there's flooding, there's all kinds of stuff that happens. You know, people in California, there's neighborhoods flooded out, flood, flood, wildfires, things like that. There are natural disasters and there are natural things that, that happen. Um, if you're, if you live in a cold climate and there's a ton of snow and you get ice storms and all this, like there are things that happen naturally that we can't control that affect our lives. Having a prepared mind like really helps you get through all that stuff. Because if mm -hmm. you have a stockpile of X, Y, or Z and something happens from a, like a natural disaster standpoint, 
you're in a position to not only get through that, but you're potentially in a position to where you're an asset to other people as well. And we'll get into the whole asset and how, you know, helping other people when it comes to prepping, depending on the scenario, we'll get, we'll get into some of that. We went into it a little bit, I think two episodes ago, but, um, where we talked about a prepper's generosity, mm-hmm. but, um, having just having that prepared mind could help you through some of the smaller, like natural disasters that happen and the smaller things that have come up, even to the point of like, Hey, when you get to the point where you have a get home bag in your car and yeah. you break down like 75 miles away from home and you have to, for some reason, like have to walk somewhere, like you have a bag that's got stuff in it that can help you get to where you need to go. Uh, Cause that stuff happens all the time. Um, breakdowns, natural disasters. So having a prepared mind helps you through that stuff. Uh, there's just so many benefits to it. And you don't, you're not, I mean, preppers aren't crazy. Some of them are, uh, but there's yeah. some normal people that are crazy as well. Um, so just keep that in mind. Anyway. The other thing uh, is the, the ease that's put on your mind that you don't see yet. So I can't tell you how many times we're in our kitchen. And it's like, oh crap, we ran out of ketchup for the kids because they want their ketchup for their chicken nuggets and hash browns or whatever, tater tots. How nice is it where you don't have to run to the store to go get ketchup because you realize, oh, I've got ketchup stock here. I've got four that I just go. So you're shopping in your own pantry to grab stuff to refill the stock that you have. There's yeah. there's, some, there's a there's a feeling that comes over you that a feeling of gratitude, a feeling of, you know, whatever, um, when you could just stay at home you don't have to risk getting on the roads getting hit by anybody you don't have to risk uh dealing with people at the supermarket you don't have to you know there's a lot of components to it that makes you just feel better as well and you don't see that or know that until you're finally in that position so keep that in mind as well there there is a much there's a real there's a reason why people say live a more fulfilling lifestyle simplified lifestyle when it comes to gardening, when it comes to raising your own food, when it comes to, um, you know, having backups of stuff so that yeah. if you run into a scenario, I'm not panicking. I don't yeah. feel stressed and overwhelmed and, you know, whatever. Um, it's, it's such a relief as a parent, as an adult, when a storm happens and you lose power and your kids are freaking out. I mean, at first they think it's really cool, but then after a certain amount of time, they're like, this is scary. What are we going to do when you can say, Hey, you know what? We're fine. We've got food. We've got water. I've got power. You can keep playing on your switches. Oh, we don't have internet, but you can still play your games. You know, whatever the case may be. Yeah. It's that sense of protection sense of, you know, you know what I mean? There, there's something to be said for those scenarios. Yeah. Uh, And there's a lot, there's a lot, there's a lot of uh, benefits even to, you know, I just was thinking as you were explaining that, like, what about the the non-prepper who's listening to this? Who's like, oh, this is interesting. Who's like the health nut, but doesn't know how to like, they're, they're buying all the organic stuff at the store, spending Buku, uh, Buku money when, you know, the best place to learn how to like garden well and preserve your garden and seed grow in your garden is from the prepping community like just learning the skill sets of how to garden and then harvest mm-hmm. the garden and then preserve the garden and then replant the garden, like the health benefits of growing your own food to those health nuts that are out there 
you can't get any better than growing your own food. You know, yeah. it's cheaper. It's uh, you know what it you know what's better into it. it tastes better um, because it's not you know f- you know driven in on a truck from Arizona. I don't know. I don't know. Do we get food from Arizona? I don't know. Just we get food up. from everywhere. There, we we, get we send our food somewhere else to be processed yeah. and then come back to us. <laughs> so, yeah, right, like, right. It, it, that makes no sense. Like, okay, I'm going to harvest yeah. my potatoes in Iowa, send them to Washington State for processing, and then send them back to Idaho so I can put them in the Idaho bag and then sell them. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that happens. I just, Idaho potato. I have, like, I want a potato right now. I'm craving a potato. Uh, so Chickens is a good thing. Chicken, yeah, or, chicken. Chickens are raised here. They're processed in Mexico. They come back to be sold inside the bags and stuff. <laughs> that, right. that kind of stuff always like boggles my mind. Uh, yeah, blow, blows me away. But in any case, um, guys, we're about at time. Uh, I hope this gave you guys a, kind of a little bit more of a glimpse of like why we do what we do. The events we're preparing for on Monday, we'll start getting into some of the action items or some of the things you guys can think about and some different areas of preparedness. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Cameron is really hell bent on doing medical Monday. I would um, love to do medical Monday. I've been wanting to do it for years now. So I, yeah, I will come up with a good session for us. Um, your basic, you know, medical bag on what to start off with having band-aids, having, you know, Neosporin, having whatever, yeah, and then graduating to the next level and then graduating to the next level. Um, because, you know, in a scenario where you don't have technology, you don't have whatever, how are you going to get the medicine if you're sick? Uh, how are you going to, you don't have doctors or they might not be readily available. So additional things to think about uh, in those okay. kind of scenarios. You can do Medical Monday. I'll do Tactical Tuesday. Tactical <laughs> Tuesday. There you go. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, all right, guys. Thank you. Uh, thanks for listening. Oh, one thing that I wanted to mention for those of you who made it to the end that tells us that you actually are interested in what comes out of our mouth. Um, I would ask a favor. They say if you ask for action items from your audience, it's good. Like give the audience something to do. So I would ask if you do enjoy these podcasts, uh, share them out, share them out mm-hmm. with your with 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 your network of people. Um, get the word out there. We're just one of many podcast channels and prepping channels that or trying to educate everybody. But if you specifically like Cameron's voice, share it out there, please. JT is so. the voice you want to listen to. So, <laughs> and also uh, if there's certain content you want to listen to, let us know. We, we will happily put together content for certain scenarios. If you want to know more on energy, you want to know more on food, like how do we rotate food or what kind of things should you store? We will happily put together a segment on just that. So, Give us the yeah, details. depending on depending on what platform uh, you're listening to this on. I know a lot of platforms do have like questions or comments and things like that. Some platforms do, some platforms don't. But you can always shoot us an email, um, contact at preppingpatriots.stream, uh, if you want to hear any of that stuff. So, or if you mm-hmm. want us to uh, read any of those, or if you have any feedback for us. So, with that, uh, have a good weekend, everybody, and uh, yeah, we'll see you guys on Monday. Yeah, happy Friday. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Preppin' Patriots podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a five-star review. If you'd like to get in contact with us, you can do so at contact at preppinpatriots.stream. And finally, this episode was sponsored by nobody.